Ladies and gentlemen, we're here. I'm part of the click, isn't everybody? <laughs> yes! 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 I, I got an idea, yeah. Peter John Cena! Give me a hell yeah! I pull a little bit of the bubbly. Too sweet! <laughs> <laughs> episode is scheduled for one fall, and it is for your listening pleasure. This is In The Click. What's up, everybody? Baby Huey here, and joining me once again is my brother, Tommy. How's it going, Tommy? Good. How you doing? And joining us virtually via, not by the Thunderdome, but just from his own Wi-Fi at his house, our good brother from Pro Wrestling 101 on Instagram. It's Richard. How's it going, Richard? It's going fine, Daniel. How are you? It's good. I'm excited. So this is kind of like another test run, a pilot run of uh, In The Click uh, in our, our, our new setup, if that makes sense for all the clicksters listening right now. Hopefully the audio doesn't sound too much different. Hopefully, if not for the better. Um, I've been talking about this on on the podcast for the last few weeks that we've been, uh, I'm in the process of getting a new computer and then therefore upgrading all my equipment in our household so that way we can just uh improve everything about this podcast recording from home because listen we're in a pandemic still and everyone's doing stuff from home and uh my poor little macbook pro that's over 11 years old wasn't cutting it anymore so finally i i caved in and uh got a new pc desktop uh computer made last week and picked it up and now no one cares, no one I, know, cares. I was gonna say so but now we're we're in the we're in our the delmore casa our casa de delmore office now all set up i spent the last few days getting this all going and so hopefully it sounds okay right now tommy and i are in the office and it's and, still a work in progress yeah work in progress uh we're testing out the webcam even though we're not going to use this video for anything but i just wanted to show how it looks like for richard's sake and uh uh yeah, hopefully, Richard, for uh, for your end, on your end of things, we sound okay to you. Yeah, you sound fine. Thank you. So uh, thank you once again to all the Clicksters for tuning in. As always, remember to subscribe to In The Click on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube at In The Click, and in the click at gmail.com. So a lot of stuff to talk about this week, a very busy week, once again, in pro wrestling. Uh, before we jump into talking about Monday Night Raw, uh, I just do want to sum up um, some news that happened this weekend. New Japan Pro Wrestling had their big G1 uh, 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 show, Climax 30, I think that's what it was called. Mm-hmm. Um uh, 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 the big it's disgusting. event, disgusting, disgusting. <laughs> the big event. I know the, the word usage. Uh, it was their big event this weekend, wrapping up the big G1 tournament that's been going on for the last month. And I'm sure most of you know by now, but uh, Ibushi defeated Sonata in the finals, and now he is uh, going to get a, a title shot once again at Wrestle Kingdom this year, uh, at early next year, I should say. Uh, an amazing match. 
Uh, for Ibushi, this was his third year in a row that he was in the finals and second year that he won it. So back-to-back, he's one, only one of three wrestlers that's accomplished that feat. So congrats to Ibushi for uh, getting the big win. And now he's going to take on currently the champion of uh, Tatsuya Naito. Yeah, at uh, Wrestle Kingdom 15, which that was the other big news. It was announced that Wrestle Kingdom 15 is coming back January 4th and 5th, 2021. So it's going to be two nights once again, like it was earlier this year. So uh, very exciting news. Richard, I don't know if you caught any of the highlights or watch any of it over the last 24 hours. No, I didn't. Okay. So Tommy and I, we watched the, the main event earlier mm-hmm. today. Awesome match. Good match. Yeah. It, it was an amazing story. Ibushi and Sonata were telling the ring. Ibushi had a big like leg injury. Sonata was working on it. Uh, Sonata went for a moonsault and uh, Ibushi put his knees up and it it was great storytelling as far as, you know, either sacrifice uh, the moonsault and get a a pin or sacrifice his knees just to keep the match going. So Ibushi finally got the big win. And uh, yeah, hopefully I have a feeling early predictions. I know we're months away from Wrestle Kingdom, but I I, I have a feeling that he's going to win it here. He's what, 39 years old, has never won the IWGP championship. So I think he's long overdue. So we'll see how that goes. So uh, Richard, still in fantastic shape. Yeah, Richard, have you ever, uh, maybe, I don't know, just looking ahead, maybe in January, we all should stay up and just watch it together or something. Nope. (laughs) Oh, come on. It's fun, man. Watch it on, you know, over uh, Japanese time over there, the time zone difference. And Tommy and I, we've done it the last couple of years. It's been a lot of fun because I'm I'm still like on holiday vacation during that time. So I stay up all late in the middle of the night. We watch it and stuff. So maybe we'll do something special. We'll work on it. Now we've got this new setup here. I have standards. (laughs) What of sleeping, going to bed at a reasonable time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, so exciting stuff there from new Japan. So a lot of stuff to look forward to for them. All right, let's jump into Monday night raw this week. So here we are. It was day number two, or excuse me, night number two of this year's uh, draft. And listen, they had like what? Seven rounds, I think on the show. And then some more picks on talking raw or raw talk, whatever that show's called and stuff on the website. So we don't need to recap it all. I'm sure at this point, you all know who's got picked to where um, I guess for at this point, we can just kind of give a letter grade who won out of the two shows. Uh, Richard, I'll start with you. Do you have like a letter grade for maybe Maybe for Raw and SmackDown, and maybe yeah. Who do you thought one out of the two had the better picks for for this year? I think they both get an A rating for me because uh, some people moved around that you wouldn't think would move around, like Matt Riddle. You know, he, he's not been on SmackDown that long, but I think it's a good move. Um, I'm very happy with it because they did need the, the shakeup, and Raw's got some tag teams now. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm not happy with the decision to just swap tag team title belts yeah i think that uh-huh. was a, a cop out of sorts if anything i would have stripped both of them of their belts <laughs> and just say you know, start uh, over start over then if they're going to do it like that because uh I, I didn't like that that was uh that was not good i was thinking was not- and I, I last week we, i think we brought up something or you came up with something that was a really good idea it was like like I think a lot of people are kind of upset because as far as like the lineage goes, like, you know, for Wikipedia's sake, like how do you explain what happened now? <laughs> Literally, uh, yeah, we saw the new day with their SmackDown title, Street Profits, the raw tag titles, Adam Pierce right there in the middle, 
He's like, all right, if you guys both agree, just f- switch titles, hand them over. And they did. They're like, all right. And he ran out. He ran away from cool. them. And at the end of the day, are we really going to be complaining in a week or two about this? We're not even going to remember. No, no, you know, no. but you know, in the moment, it was just one of those things that I, I thought was uh, cheap. I, I think either. Yeah. You unify them. And then that way, whoever the winners are can defend the titles on both shows. So that way, that way, you know, star power can bounce around from show to show and they can like uh, some fresh matchups on tag teams. Or even what, I think what you mentioned last week was like rename them like, one set can be, yeah, WWE tag titles. The other ones can be like the universal tag titles or world heavyweight tag titles. Or, you know, that way it's not necessarily recognized by the name of the show. It just has its own unique name. So if it goes from one show to the other, it's not a big deal. For you don't fu- want to make it confusing. Yeah, for future uh, events like this. So I don't know. I I, I was just kind of like, yeah, in the moment I was like, well, that's it. <laughs> I, but I guess, you know, even Xavier, he was like, uh, okay so like but as you said a week or two from now people are gonna who cares it's it's, yeah. just a, it's a new range like okay new day they were smackdown tag champs for literally what four days or whatever it was now they're raw tag champions now and there's a new reign for them so i guess it starts fresh in the record books like that sure all right tom how about you which show out of two you think one for the week and maybe you want to give a letter grade to either one um, I think Raw got the better show, I think, and uh, the better talent. I think I, I just like how our, I th- I just like to see some fantasy matchups down the road on Raw, like uh, maybe R- Matt Riddle against um, someone like uh, Randy Orton, maybe. Mm-hmm. Or um, I would love to see a Bray Wyatt, the Fiend versus uh, Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship. Yeah, that, that's something I kind of took away. Like, if anything, I would give Raw like an A grade as well. As far as I think what raw did a great job this time around as far as they picked up, I think a lot of like heel uh, uh, superstars right now that can be f- future competition for drew McIntyre for someone to defend the, uh, the WWE championship against and in, in future matchups. Overall, my grade for it was probably about a B. Yeah. I say SmackDown. Like, um, I think SmackDown probably like a B grade as well. B plus. I mean, I think they upgraded a lot of the mid card stuff. So it's almost like SmackDown got a lot more baby faces on their end. So that way they can be future competition for Roman Reigns. So it's definitely Richard. You point this out. Raw has the baby face champion while SmackDown has the heel champion. So they, I think then this draft, they stockpile of the opposite ends for the competition goes. So, well, well, if you, if you look at it though, I mean, in general, they needed more baby faces on raw anyway, but yeah. they got Jeff Hardy, which is, mm-hmm. you know, like he's mid card to, to main event. Yeah. So if, you know, if you want a backup plan, if Drew McIntyre gets injured, God forbid, mm-hmm. but you've also got, you also got Matt Riddle as a baby face. Yeah. So, you, you know, I, I think I think everyone came out looking pretty good in this, and we're going to get some fresh matchups coming up. Exactly, and that's the big thing is I, I think we're, we're Raw especially is going to get a lot more fresh matchups. Uh, the th- big thing also is like they pretty much picked up a couple storylines from Raw and just brought them over the SmackDown. So the case being Rey Mysterio, obviously Seth Rollins, Rey Mysterio yeah. and Dominic. They got all their leftovers. <laughs> Buddy Murphy. It's like they pretty much picked up all of them and be like, all right, you guys are going over to SmackDown now. Continue storyline. You're on your own right now, which we'll get into when we talk about SmackDown later on. Uh, and continue on with the Keith Lee versus Braun Strowman matchup. Yeah, Dude. that was awesome too. So uh, listen, I, I I think Raw lucked out as far as just more fresh up matchups down the road. So I, I'm looking forward to it. I think both shows. Well, 
did a great job. And Raw needed it, though, as exactly. we've been talking about here, because, you know, for each one pick that they got, SmackDown got, or Raw got two and SmackDown got one, correct? Yeah, 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 yeah. So and, it, and it was more, yeah. Of, and at the end of the day, what's keeping SmackDown so good right now is Bruce Pritchard. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of like, you know, they're, they're not really losing anything at all and Raw's gaining. So it's, it's good. Yeah. And even just looking ahead to SmackDown, hopefully some of these storylines that might've been dragging a little bit on Raw, maybe Bruce Pritchard can get his hands on them and kind of improve them for the better. So yeah, that, that's what I'm looking forward to as well. Uh, so let's kind of just quickly run down some of uh, these matches here. Also real quick, uh, before I forget, so Richard, it was kind of announced over the weekend that the future of Raw Underground is currently on hold or cancel. I don't know if cancel is too much of a listen, strong word. Listen, listen. If, if you're going off of what Braun Strowman said to you <laughs> no, no. on the interview. No. I know that bullshit. was K-fabe. I know that was K-fabe. So anyone who's listening right now, if you haven't done so, go back and listen to my interview with Braun Strowman a couple episodes ago. I asked him about the future of Raw Underground, and he said he pretty much ended the show. He said he, yeah, he chased him off. He, he, the, he, the big mean bully that he is. It was a great answer. Go listen to. It. I put the clip on Instagram as well at in the click. So check it out. And then, um, uh, 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 but real talk. Apparently, words coming out that because of the coronavirus, the whole pandemic and stuff, that um, WWE wants to put a hold on Raw Underground. We haven't seen in the last few weeks on TV, and that's because they just don't want that many people in the same small room. So from a, from, oh, a health, from a health standpoint, that's what's going on because, you know, raw underground has a mixture of people from all three shows. You got people obviously from raw, some SmackDown people have been coming over uh, NXT trainees and current people on the roster kind of surround the ring. So it's a lot of people in one room and they don't want someone to get sick and then spread to other people, which then could spread to all the other respected shows. So, from a health standpoint, they're like, you know what? Let's put the kibosh on this segment. Who knows? Maybe they could bring it back next year at some point. Who knows about its future fate overall? But for the time being, it's not going to uh, exist for right now, which, okay, smart move. Okay, I'm all for it. Um, and I think it kind of ended on a good note then. If you think about it, with Braun Strowman coming out and get these hands and laid out everyone. so Especially Daba Kato. Yes. And who knows? Maybe the two of them can uh, uh, have a rematch in the actual ring this time around. So that's something mm-hmm. that could happen. So, yeah. Uh, But yeah, that, that's an FYI for anyone wondering where Raw Underground been for the last couple of weeks. So uh, let's jump into the show. We saw Drew McIntyre confront Randy Orton. Randy Orton's in the ring. Once again, they're just kind of going at it. Just, I think kind of, you know, they're trying to kill time until the actual matchup happens at Hell in a Cell. So, I like it. Yeah, I mean, they're just constantly, you know, going at it. And, you know, Randy Orton still being an awesome heel. Drew McIntyre still a strong baby face. I love it. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it just keeps the tension going between the two of them. Uh, next up, we saw Kevin Owens take on Aleister Black in a no DQ match. And, uh Wow. Richard, I mean, I know we kind of see the, the two of them go at it quite a bit lately, but this was a great matchup between the two. I, at least I thought so. How about you? That was all right. I'm not <laughs> so into Alistair Black at the moment. You yeah, know, I, I, yeah. I, and it's not because of how they're booking him. It's just it feels like he needs, a, I don't know, some new moves or something because it just feels like I see the same match out of him every time I see him. Yeah, I agree. Like no, the I- last time I got excited for him was – 
the last time he wrestled Murphy at a pay-per-view. Mm, oh, okay. Yeah. 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 I remember that one. Yeah. So this one though, at least I thought it was a good blow off match between the two of them. Cause they've been going at it. Uh, Kevin Owens, right. Went through the chair. Oh yeah. That was a nasty spot. <laughs> that was. And so I, I'm anticipating hopefully this, this matchup is over, <sighs> even though they both went over to SmackDown. I'm hoping at, you know, fresh start for both of them. They can go in different directions. So, yeah. uh, but nonetheless, I, 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 that was a good way just to wrap up that feud. Uh, next up, we saw Ms. TV taking place and Lars Sullivan crashed the party and just started beating the crap out of everyone. <laughs> and the Miz went running. The freak. <laughs> yeah, the freak. We'll get to that later. So, um, but no, uh, Rich, I was going to ask you. So we saw the Miz run out of the ring and leave Morrison by himself. Morrison, you know, try to fight back against Lars, even though Lars still destroyed him. Do you think this is going to be the beginning of the breakup of Miz and Morrison? Uh, I, think, I, I, I think it's setting uh setting up for that but i don't think it's going to be like next week correct yeah yeah i think they're gonna take their time but nonetheless watching this i'm like oh, okay i could see miz be the heel and morrison be the I, baby face i'll give you i'll give you an idea that i that just kind of came to me i'm okay. gonna guess that this is going to keep happening where miz kind of tails out and mm-hmm. especially with retribution hanging around yeah so i think john is going to get kind of that beatdowns and then he's he's gonna ditch Miz. Yeah, yeah, totally. And hopefully, it may lead to like a babyface run for John Morrison at some point. So, hey, yeah. you, you know, you know, it's also kind of cool about this is we've got uh, Johnny Mundo and Prince Puma on the same show. Yeah, that is true. So I don't. I wonder if they'll be in the ring. Maybe they'll somehow acknowledge it for us fans back at home that hey, like they do have history together. So I I just think the matches are going to be stellar. And I mean, yeah, well, I'm just trying to think, yeah, what other type of cool stipulation they can maybe have or Survivor Series or something like that. You know, eventually they can do some cool pairings together. So, yeah, I think that'd be very cool. Uh, also, we saw Seth Rollins come out for his big raw farewell address, and uh, he was interrupted by Jeff Hardy. And then uh, uh, AJ as, Styles, well, as he was walking out, AJ Styles comes out and calls like uh, he calls him out and says, "You're not some Monday. Night You're Night never Monday Night Rollins or know, something." Like and, and Seth got pissed. It came back to the ring and. Uh, it led to a triple threat match, which I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Like, I don't know about you, Richard, but I thought that was pretty almost pay-per-view level quality matchup right there between the three of them. Absolutely. Anytime, anytime you can get Seth Rollins and AJ Styles in the same ring, I think there's going to be magic there. Because let's face it, those two are probably the best in-ring athletes on the planet. Yeah, absolutely. So it, it was a great matchup there. AJ Styles did pick up the victory. So that's cool. And oh, thanks to Elias. Well, and that's the thing. So the big also takeaway was we see Elias make a big return and he interferes in the match and uh, um, he hits Jeff Hardy with the guitar. And then he did a promo or an interview backstage and says he didn't forget that Jeff Hardy was the one that took him out. And it was like, wait a sec. I thought we all knew that it was Seamus that was the one that took him out. So, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, maybe they'll clarify. Maybe Jeff Hardy be like, dude, what's wrong with you? It wasn't me. It was Seamus all along. And I don't know. And Seamus is on Raw as well. So maybe the three of them can kind of 
tear it up somehow. I'm not mm-hmm. quite sure. We'll see how that goes. Uh, also, a ta- tag match between Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke taking on Natalia and Lana. And Mandy Rose mm-hmm. and Dana Brooke got the victory here. <laughs> you like this one, Richard? No comment. (laughs) So uh, the two of them get the win. And then uh, Natty pretty much told Lana, like this This ain't working out. It's not working out. You're not doing any good. We're we're not, this is not working. And sure enough, it led to uh, Natty getting drafted over to SmackDown anyway. And Lana staying on raw. So it was an easy, simple way to break up the two. Uh, and then we saw Angel Garza take on Andrade. Oh, yeah. And uh, Angel Garza got the victory. But the big thing was we saw The Fiend and Alexa Bliss come into the ring oh, yeah. and attack Andrade and Selena Vega. Mm-hmm. So, Richard, I'm digging this, man. Alexa Bliss just, yo, know, it keeps adding fuel to the fire, her relationship with The Fiend and kind of being like his, his assistant, I guess you could say. I, I don't know what, what else to kind of call it as, but. I'm loving just this new storyline for the two of them. It's very good. You know, you know this is <laughs> it was my favorite thing going on SmackDown, and now it's on Raw, and it's mm-hmm. like, okay, my favorite thing on Raw is the Hurt Business, and they're still there. Yeah. So it's just kind of like there's there's a lot to look forward to on Raw now. I think this week's a little bit muddy just because it's a draft week, and yeah. But I think going forward, when we we really get to see what these new rosters are going to look like. Uh, Raw's going to come out looking pretty good here. I think also with the draft, I don't know about you guys, but like, listen, real talk, we grew up always kind of in our head knowing that Raw was the A show. Yeah. It was always presented that. And I think for a while, SmackDown was doing better. I mean, we all agree SmackDown was the better show, at least throughout the summer. So I wonder if they realized that and they're like, you know what? We got to fix Raw because Raw is our, our baby. And so... I kind of wonder if that draft was to kind of address some of the issues there and kind of improve it for the better. So that's something I'm I'm excited for that. Raw is going to be a lot better moving forward. It's but some of these storylines, some of these characters that are being brought over. So Monday nights, hopefully that would just kind of beef things up, especially, you know, with football going on Monday night football. So there's a lot of competition for them. So uh, also they need the makeover. Yeah. And then, um, so Angel Garza, uh, he's staying on raw Andrade. He went undrafted after this or after Monday night raw, a lot of people were like, what's going on. And he like put something on Twitter and delete and said like, thank you. Goodbye or something. So a lot of people were speculating. It's now been revealed that he's having like a procedure done, some sort of surgery. And he's going to be out, I think about a month. So he will be back. An elective procedure. So he's he's getting his penis enlarged. (laughs) There you go for Charlotte. (laughs) <laughs> so Charlotte's waiting. And that's the thing too. It's like he probably saw, okay, listen, the draft's coming. This is like a fresh break or 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 some downtime to take advantage of. Charlotte is gone as well. So probably he's like, you know, listen, my storyline is coming to an end. I can use this time off to, you know, do this procedure, whatever he's doing, uh, and then get some rest, spend some time with Charlotte, and then come back probably with a fresh mindset in uh, a month or so. So good for him. You know, he's been working his ass off. And Selena Vega moving on over to SmackDown. Curious what's going to happen with her. Real talk, Alistair Black's also on SmackDown, so husband and wife sticking together. I think that's cool for them. But, yeah, Selena Vega, I'm kind of curious what's going to happen. If she's just going to still focus on wrestling or is she going to manage someone else? Or, But, like, the fact that her and Andrade were kind of eyeballing each other throughout this match, I wonder maybe they will try to reconnect somehow, maybe down the road. So I think they're a great pairing. I don't want to see them necessarily – broken up from each other i think they have a great partnership working together so hopefully that will uh, continue over on smackdown uh we saw the new day as the new raw tag champions taking on dolph ziggler robert rude 
they got the victory here. It was just great seeing Xavier War- Woods working again. I think he's this is continuation of the of his uh, return that we saw on SmackDown. So I thought it was great. My only concern, Richard, was like, why Dolph Ziggler and Robert Root get this tag title match? Like they just came back, or at least Robert Root just came back, and all of a sudden they get a tag opportunity for the titles. Well, I, I think it's more about them showing off that they've got tag teams on Raw again, you know, because yeah, they haven't. It's been it's been Andrade and Angel against the Street Profits for the last three or four months. So <laughs> yeah, uh, they're giving you something different. Plus, you haven't seen Robert Root in how long? So I mean, at least what seven months, six seven months, the whole pandemic yeah. and. He's been stuck in Canada, I believe, this whole time. And so, uh, but he did cut his hair. I, that was something I noticed was he cut his hair. Uh, Richard, I don't know, or Tommy, you guys saw. So there was, you know, speculation, you know, he was growing his hair out. And there was all the rumors or, or James Storm did say in an interview that he was supposed to come work with WWE. So I wonder, a lot of people are speculating, oh, is, is Robert Rue growing no. his hair out? So that way James Storm comes back and it can kind of, Get become a tag team again, like in TNA and beer money. And so that's why, yeah, Robert Root's growing his uh, hair out to match James Storm again. I, I think you were probably more so looking at a situation where someone was in quarantine and they couldn't. No, seriously, because I haven't got a haircut proper. Yeah, I've cut my own hair throughout this. So, oh, you know, pretty you, good job. You, yeah, no, not in the back. Uh, <laughs> when Making you, a uh, when you go to one of these TV tapings, they have people there that can't cut your hair. So yeah. I'm guessing that they probably did his hair for him. Yeah, after, he's like uh, his return. He was like, "Oh, thank God, someone could, a professional could cut my hair now." So yeah, he's probably so excited, more excited than uh, being on TV again, which is getting a haircut. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, and then we also saw Ricochet uh, take on Cedric Alexander from the Hurt Business. Um, <laughs> he won by TQ because we saw uh, was a Bobby Lashley threw the chair in the ring. Or no, excuse me, or it was MVP. Throws the chair in the ring. Yeah. Uh, Ricochet had it. He was going to use it. But then he threw it to Cedric Alexander and then did his best uh, Eddie Guerrero impression yep. and fell. Yep. Put his forehead, his hand to his forehead and fell down. Yeah. I-, I loved it. And then the ref saw. The hand to the forehead was the best part. That, absolutely. It's classic. And the ref saw it and uh, immediately DQ Cedric Alexander. So awesome. Ricochet got the win here. And before the match, he was even teasing them. It was like, like this is the final match, final, final. If I win, this is completely done. If I lose, I'll join the hurt business. And part of me, Richard and Tommy, I, I kind of part of me thought Ricochet might lose and actually be forced to join her business. Kind of like John Cena with Nexus. <laughs> yeah. But then more bodies to the hurt business to take on retribution down the road. Yeah. That's what I was kind of anticipating was going to happen. But now, no, it's not gonna be. Hopefully, Ricochet can just be uh, a lone wolf and go do his own thing on Raw now. So yeah, that's what kind of anticipates gonna happen. Uh, then uh, the main event was this uh, dual brand battle royal to earn uh, a championship match against Oscar for the Raw Women's Championship. Um, <laughs> Richard, I know we've we've discussed battle royals in the past. How either they can be really good or they can be really kind of sloppy. I don't know. What'd you think about this battle Royal for the main event? I was in the middle about it. Uh, okay. I also like didn't realize it was the main event. I, I watched a lot of the stuff either on streaming sites or yeah. uh, Hulu uh-huh. just because it's more convenient. Mm-hmm. So like when it was over, I was like, Oh, it's over, over the whole yeah. show. <laughs> yeah. But, um, 
I was entertained by 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 it for the most part. I'll say. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean the the Lana. I'm not sure why they had Lana win it, but as I sent you last night, yeah, <laughs> uh, the the Instagram buildup for this match is hilarious. So mm-hmm. if if you guys have time when you hear this podcast and it's before Raw. Go to Lana's Instagram where she's training with Liv Morgan or Natalia, and then go to go to Oscar's. This all all Oscar's doing is laughing on the ground and says, "Seriously, yeah, <laughs> I've seen that video. Yeah. It's great. I mean, I've I mean, said Lana's doing the whole egg thing and yeah, mm-hmm. punching boards. She's doing she's doing Karate Kid. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I'm uh, I'm with you though. Like Oscar, I mean. I love Oscar. Well, She's the best. Now, yeah, exactly. Now I want to see this match just to see how either quick it's going to be or how much Oscar's going to torture. And that's the thing. I wonder, will it be a squash or Oscar actually like kind of play with her and like drag it out and like just beat the crap out of her slowly. And here's the thing. So I don't know if you guys both noticed. So Lana has gone through table. Uh, I think like uh, every uh, week for the every last week. four weeks. Yeah, so that's the funny thing with Lana is she's been taking a table spot for the last four weeks, and so a lot of people are speculating, obviously, with her husband, uh, Rusev, or now Miro, said some stuff on AEW <laughs> Dynamite last month. So as a form of punishment, Lana, her, her real-life, or uh, Rusev's real-life wife, is now getting punished every week on Raw now. So I don't know. I mean, we've heard stories in the past of people get punished in other ways. <laughs> It's fine. He's getting punished enough where he is. <laughs> so, so anyway, I'm just Zing. saying. So um, it's just kind of funny. Lana taking all these table spots. And now, but then again, she's getting rewarded for uh, a, a Raw Women's Championship match. But then again, it could be even more embarrassing. Like she, It could be more well, of a beatdown. Here's the thing, though. This is, this is something that everyone likes to talk about is the WWE likes to bury people thing, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, you can take it that way, but sometimes they test you to see, you know, how much you got in you. Yeah. You know, when the uh, click thing happened at Madison Square Garden and Triple H stayed behind, mm-hmm. he got shat on pretty hard for a while. And then, you know, you keep your chin up and after a while they push you to the moon because they know that you've, you've got, you know, the intestinal fortitude to deal with crap. Yeah, absolutely. So that, that's that's true. It's like this all could be a test. Maybe they do look have at, high- look at the the year before Drew McIntyre came back. Mm-hmm. He lost every single match for a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I talking like about outside, in other won, promotions. No, and W and on Raw. Oh like before yeah, yeah, yeah. He won the, the world title. Oh yeah, when he's more like a, a heel and stuff. Yeah, when he was the Shane and everything. Mm-hmm. Every match that year, he lost. Yeah, 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 yeah. And now he's pushed to the moon. Yeah. It, it, it's a good way yeah to test them it's like like let's beat w- you down wwe is is all about the long game the long-term storylines mm-hmm. like you people look at it because they they want to think of it as week-to-week television mm-hmm. but vince has a bigger picture mm-hmm. so and, and he tried to push lana years ago he's trying again now they never sent Lana to NXT. They know she's good enough to be where she is. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of giving her more time in the ring. And she's been getting more time in the ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's going to be interesting what becomes of this as far as all the table spots and how this match with Asuka plays out. And then what's her her 
long-term storyline going to be because, okay, she's done with Bobby Lashley, you know, that that storyline's done. She's done now being friends with Natty. So like, what's next for her? Is she's she... got a huge push this whole year. If you think about it. Yeah. And by push, I mean, TV time. Yeah, absolutely. People didn't like the, the wedding. I was entertained immensely with the wedding stuff. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, I thought totally. the whole thing was was so ridiculous and over the top, but they gave her so much time to talk. Mm-hmm. Totally, so. absolutely. So it's really going to be interesting what's next for her. And then uh, during this uh, uh, battle royal, we saw Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton come out and just keep fighting each other. <laughs> so, it, it, like I said, it just keeps adding fuel to the fire. I'm like, okay. Cool. They just gonna keep hitting each other yeah, nonstop. I'm, I'm, I'm not so into that. They keep yeah. doing stuff like that on NXT, SmackDown, Raw. It just does nothing for me whatsoever. It's like cut a promo, keep them separated. So that way, when they do go at it in the ring, it's gonna be that much more special. Yeah. Unless someone's gonna do something other than throw punches, I'm just gonna look at my phone till I, I hear the announcers say something because I don't care. Yeah, absolutely. So. It, 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 it's all right it is what it is so uh but overall raw i think is very good uh for the second night of the draft and now uh looking ahead so this coming monday uh monday night raw it's going to be the season premiere braun Strowman taking on keith lee and i think a lot of these new fresh storylines are hopefully going to start taking place because now that the dust has settled post draft they can kind of you know, pick up where, uh, pick up some new storylines moving forward. So something to look forward to, uh, jumping on over to Wednesday night, we saw NXT and you know, it, it, it's, we're on the road to uh, Halloween havoc now. And Richard just, uh, I was thinking ahead, maybe like next week we can kind of talk about some of our favorite moments of Halloween havoc in the past <laughs> from WCW days. Wow. So just a little, a little just, forward thinking for next week i think that'd be kind of a fun discussion oh boy i was doing a little research earlier i was just looking up some stuff and man i've got i've got one off the top of my head which one <laughs> go ahead i i, I... uh halloween havoc 1991 yep I, uh <laughs> the chamber, chamber of horrors, horrors. yeah <laughs> like I- I know, I know they fuck it up at the end yeah. with the with the switch. Yeah, but like, the come butcher. on, yeah. that and yeah. Cactus Jack, yeah, yeah. But but that's that's an awesome match before that happened. <laughs> and I mean, God, I mean, there was uh, I was watching this one video. This guy Dave knows Tommy. You know, I'm talking about the yeah. guy on YouTube. He does a great video about the history of Halloween Havoc. I think there was like 11 of them from 89 through 2000, and so. Uh, just going through them. It was a lot of fun. I'll, I'll probably share that link on Facebook and Twitter later, but it was great. So, uh, so yeah, maybe next week we can kind of break down a little bit more of the history of Halloween Havoc and, and some of our favorite um, moments. I'm <laughs> good, fun. bro. It'd be fun. <laughs> and then uh, uh, so for NXT, so uh, opening match, we saw Undisputed Era take on Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan uh, for the winner to become the new number one contenders for the NXT Tag Team Champions. Uh, Richard, dude, this match... I enjoyed it. These two have history going back to their takeover match back in 2018. Um, dude, awesome. I don't know about you. What you think? I, I, I thought NXT as a whole was pretty stellar in terms of like that pace. I mean, th- that's the first thing you see on the show, mm-hmm. but like that pace throughout the whole show, like kept with all the other matches and announcements and uh, NXT was really good this week. Yeah, you know, the last couple of weeks it's been good, but it's been like standard good. 
You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, this is that, that this is that, but we're, we're doing stories again. Uh, I like the undisputed era, uh, putting those pieces together now that, that, uh, Ridge Holland was hired by someone and they're going to get to the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. So overall two thumbs up. Yeah. This is something Tommy and I were talking earlier about was I, I think, for NXT kind of issue that they had maybe over the last month or so was the draft. The draft was kind of hanging over their head. So I think for maybe triple H and creative, it was kind of tough for me to figure out what they want to do as far as some of the results at takeover, because they don't know if some of these people on the roster are going to be on the show a couple weeks later because of the draft coming up. So I, I wonder they were probably like, because I think if I remember correctly, takeover, no major title changes happened. Nothing really major. Yeah, the wrestling, and no one, no one got drafted either. Exactly. And so I think now that, like, like I said, the dust has settled post draft, and we're now going to see some rematches from Takeover Thirty One happen at Halloween Havoc. Makes you wonder. Okay, if these rematches are happening something's going to happen. There's going to be some title changes, something because it's like, okay, you wouldn't do these rematches so soon after takeover, unless triple H is like, all right, we got through the draft. These are the people who are going to stick with us for the time being. And we can now pull the trigger on some of these storylines that we were hesitant to do beforehand because we weren't sure if they're going to be here or not. So that's something I, I I'm going to be looking out for. And I'm sure once we get to Halloween havoc, we can discuss more of that. So, um, yeah, with that being said, like we'll jump into that. So Undisputed Era got the victory here. And as you said, um, uh, um, they put the, cut the promo before the match since they're going to look for who hired Rich Holland. And it, it's like who done it type of situation. And also, uh, I wonder now maybe they'll take their time a little bit if this quote Undisputed Era is really going to break up or not. So it, it's going to be interesting because of Rich Holland's actual injury, if that's going to kind of change up the storyline a little bit involving Undisputed Era. Uh, next up, we saw Jake Atlas defeat uh, Ashanti Adonis. Cool match here. And then we saw um, uh, Legato members, de <laughs> yeah, members of them come out, confront them. And, uh, and then Swerve comes out mm-hmm. and then uh, uh, Escobar comes out. And so it's like the, a stare down three on three. So I wouldn't be surprised that's going to lead to uh, a six man tag next week on NXT. So uh, the next up, we saw Johnny Gargano take on Austin Theory. Um Richard, I was actually kind of impressed with Austin Theory's uh, match here against Gargano. I mean, I know Gargano got the victory here, but Austin Theory, I think he really held his own in this match. He, he has, uh, the, I mean, they even uh, Barrett even said it on commentary, but I've been saying the last couple of weeks where it's, he's been having these matches with really established people and losing efforts, but he is improving his own against all of them. You know, like it's not, they're not squash matches. He's getting offense and, and, but it's just, he can't get that win. He comes close, but he can't get it. Yeah. This is a heel. Yeah. And that's the thing too. I mean, like, you know, Tommy and I were talking beforehand was like, okay, you know, Austin theory, you know, was off TV for a long time and, and whatnot. And now he's coming back. And I wonder, as you just mentioned, he's maybe, maybe, uh, this is his form of a punishment. Like, like Lana is getting punished on raw, like maybe theory is kind of eating up a bunch of losses. It's kind of testing him. And if he gets through this time period, then maybe moving forward, he's going to be the next big push that they're going to give someone an NXT. 
or or it's storyline. You know, you you have him because every week he comes out and he's like the cocky jock kid. Yeah. So yeah. you just have him keep losing, and then people keep reminding him. When was the last time you even won a match? Yeah. And maybe maybe this is their way of eventually breaking the current character to have a different Austin Theory than we've seen. I know, Tommy, you're a big fan of Austin Theory, so I, I'm sure for you, you want to see him get uh eventually a push and hopefully you know can he can be taken to the next level yeah i mean i i think he's a good worker and he's he's young he's only what 22 23 years old so yeah we'll see yeah no it, it, austin theory i think has a lot of upside so I, i'm still looking forward to what's coming next for him um also we saw candace loray take on shotzi blackheart and the winner will become the number one contender to take on eo shirai for that women's championship at halloween havoc Candice Lorray got the victory after uh, was it Indy Hartwell helped yeah, out, gave her the uh, brass knuckles, and uh, yeah, knocked out Shotzi Blackheart, and uh, a little bit of a bummer. I think a lot of people probably were hoping Richard for Shotzi to win, and that yeah. way she could be the host of Halloween Havoc and also get a title shot in the same night. But no, Candice Lorray won, and it's going to get a rematch, her takeover mm-hmm. rematch. So, um, do you think early predictions? Do you think Candice Lorray could? Uh, uh, get a victory over Io Shirai and become the new women's champion? Depends on the stipulation that she gets, because as you saw, it's <laughs> oh, yeah. in the wheel, make the deal. Yeah, so uh, a little bit jumping ahead to the end. So yeah, we saw, even though Shotzi Blackheart lost uh, on Wednesday night, at the end of the show, William Regal came out and told Johnny and Candice that their matches are going to be yeah, spin a wheel, make a deal. Shotzi Blackheart on the other side of the of the performance center, or excuse me, Tommy, what's it called? The, the Capital Wrestling Center. Thank you. So uh, that they are going to bring back uh, an old time favorite from Halloween Havoc. Uh, spin a wheel, make a deal. Uh, we'll kind of get into the little history of that uh, once we get to the end of this. But uh, looking forward to that. Tony Storm make her big return to NXT. Defeated uh, Aaliyah. Is that Aaliyah? Am I pronouncing it right? Yeah. Yes. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, no, it was kind of more like a squash match. Like I feel bad for Aaliyah, mostly maybe was, Robert it, Stone. It was a showcase. Uh, what I, I think they're doing with Aaliyah right now is I think that they want her to get better with her bumping. Mm. Like I, she bumped her ass off in this match. I can remember when she wrestled Rhea Ripley, she was bumping her ass off as well. So, you know, she's she she's like the youngest signee of NXT ever. Really? So, yeah. If What's you watch story? breaking, yeah. I don't know for sure. I know her. She comes from a wealthy family, but what? Oh, damn. Uh, she she's in the Breaking Ground documentary at the okay. end. Okay, uh, it's worth worth a watch. Okay, uh, but no, it's great to see Tony Storm. So I'm I'm just kind of confused. So, um, Tony Storm, like, okay, obviously she's back in the U.S. I, where would she where she's been this whole time during the pandemic does does she live overseas somewhere else like i don't know i'm just throwing she it out in, there she, she was she in mexico was in england Tony she, okay. Storm? i thought she was in mexico okay no, she was in england Why okay would she be in mexico after i i think i heard something about mexico too i'm not quite sure but anyway i'm just saying it's interesting how some people are able to start showing up who've been gone so i don't know because of the restrictions on the borders are picking up so case in point like imperium like is imperium going to go back to nxt uk and that like when i see tony storm appeared and i wonder other wrestlers are they going to be able to kind of travel back and forth for other shows and whatnot so that's something i just we'll, noticed we'll see i mean with the, with the virus getting worse right now it might yeah. it, they might you know put the kibosh on it down, put the kibosh or she might get, like i don't know if imperium got stuck here 
Like they were yeah. here for tapings and then they couldn't leave. Yeah. So, yeah. It, it, I mean, it's all separated by where you are, you know, state by state, country yeah. by country. Yeah. So it's great seeing Tony Storm and it's just another addition to the women's division that we talked about. It's going to be super stacked. Uh, we saw Imperium take on Killian Dane and Drake Maverick. That's Richard's new favorite tag team. Am I right? <laughs> right, Tommy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Richard. Come on, Richard. Admit it. You love them. You love their branding, their meeting about their their new the new tag team they name. Got such great chemistry and camaraderie. The logo. Here. The, the, the which entrance. team are we talking about? Killian Dane and Drake Maverick. Oh, I thought you were talking about the other one. The best tag team in NXT. You know that. Okay, so they fought Imperium. Unfortunately, they lost. Imperium got the victory here. But the big thing was after the match, Drake Maverick is outside. Ever Rise comes out in very much like 80s, 80s movie bully style. <laughs> Just start picking on him. They're taunting him. And then Killian Dane comes out and uh, around the corner and starts beating the crap out of him and tells him, I'm the only one that can punch you. So I, I, I you know, it's another odd couple. You know, it's so old- Killian Dane is the top in this relationship. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, I, it, they're the odd couple. Yeah. It, you know, it's a classic story. You know, like Kane, X-Pog, Kane, Daniel Bryan. Um, Kane, Rob Van Dam. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much every tag team Kane's been in. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Listen, I, I'm all for this. I, I think at some point something's going to happen where Killing Dane finally is like converted and like embraces Drake completely as like his new buddy. Who knows when that's going to happen? But listen, early prediction here: I bet you they're going to win the Dusty Rhodes Classic early 2021 and become the new tag champions. Oh, that's an early prediction for 2021 already. I'm just oh. saying. And this Rich- is an AEW, Danny. Come yes, on. Uh, and then um, uh, the main event we saw for the North American Championship, Damian Priest defending against Dexter Loomis. And, uh, dude, I was actually kind of blown away. Damian Priest's performance. Dude, he was all over the place, laying out a bunch of spots. Yeah, he's looking badass. Yeah. Man. So, Richard, yeah, please. What do you think of the main event here? Uh, the main event was very good. I'm, I'm really happy to see Dexter Loomis pick up where he left off. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, maybe we can save this for another time. I know we're kind of running short on time, but I would like to get in a discussion about Dexter Loomis's character and if it's working or not. Because I've seen a lot of people kind of on on both sides of the fence. So when we have more time, maybe we'll look and talk more about Dexter Loomis as a whole. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, great match here, Tommy. You love the finish with Cameron Grimes. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> He's just a sneaky little run, isn't okay. he? He comes out, you know, lays into Dexter Loomis with the with both his feet and uh causes him the match. And uh I just yeah. like he was just laying there outside of the ring and he's giving like the thumbs up right in front of he's the camera laying, right there. He's laying on the ground. He's, he's such like, a loud mouth. It's he's great. a little man. I love it. It's great. So uh no, it, it, it's great. And uh I'm gonna be kind of curious, see uh how Dexter Loomis is going to be presented at Halloween Havoc. I think they can have some real fun with his character. Yeah. I think he should come out in full body paint. See, that's the thing. What can he kind of lurk around in? He he fits that scary Halloween vibe already. So he kind of had that thing going with him in, in uh, uh, impact. Yeah. When he was Samuel Shaw, he, he was kind of like that. He had that storyline. The Dexter clothes. And then he yes, killed yeah. James. Yes, he and like he was that, the the t- t-shirt with buttons down the front. Right. Like and he had four that, or five buttons going down. Well, he had that storyline thing going with um Christy Hemi. 
and he was like yeah. infatuated with her and she was just all like you're he was just... stalking her right and he stalked mickey james and he right. pushed her in front of a train right <laughs> Oh my God. I remember this. Um, no, and then uh, uh, also uh, Johnny Gargano attacked Damian Priest afterwards. And so him and Cancel Ray are standing over him celebrating. William Regal comes out and announces that both their matches at Halloween Havoc are going to be determined by the make a, I was going to say make a wheel. <laughs> uh, spin make the wheel. The make a wish. <laughs> it's Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> I like to buy a vow. Uh, no, but uh, spin the wheel, make a deal. So we see Shotzi Blackheart come out, the wheels behind her, and we see kind of some of the different options there. Uh, I think that they're listed online. So I'm excited for the potentially the different matchups here. Uh, like I said, maybe we'll, next week we'll kind of break down more of the history of that, of the wheel itself. And it was a creation from WCW. Not, I think for the younger people, younger listeners out there, they might assume that was from Raw and SmackDown back in the day with Eric Bischoff. <laughs> like, no, this has a long history in WCW, like almost 30 years ago. So uh, we'll talk more about Halloween Havoc's history next week. Uh, but I'm excited for it. So uh, uh, the buildup for Halloween Havoc, I'm all in and hope they have the full props and everything out there and the pumpkins and tombstones and all that good stuff. Uh, jumping over to Thursday was NXT UK and three matches here. We'll power through this super quick. So opening matchup was the Heritage Cup first round match. Uh, Dave Mastiff uh, defeated Joseph Connors. Mm-hmm. And Richard, I was actually kind of surprised we had a knockout here. It was, I think, what, Tommy, in the third round? I thought, it, yeah, it was in the third round. Third round, uh, uh, Mastiff uh, just elbowed him, and he just knocked him out cold. Yeah, he laid a couple of punches in. I uh, mean, he was laying there on the ropes right there, practically. And, and that was it. I was like, okay, cool. All right, something different. I mean. I liked it. Yeah, I mean, and that's part of the stipulations. A, a knockout or DQ ends the match right away. So I was all for that. Uh, we saw Piper Niven uh, defeat, uh, was it uh, Ila Isla? I saw Don. I saw Don. Don. Yes, uh, very cool. I, I, I'm a big fan of Piper. I think she's you know, just a badass in the ring. And then uh, the main event, Richard was so excited for this main event, right, Tommy? Yes, he was. I mean, God, he was texting us telling us how much he loved this main event. He was just anticipating this match, <laughs> this tag match main event. It was Imperium, Walter, and Alexander Wolf against Pete Dunn, the Bruiserweight, and Ilya Dragunov. <laughs> Richard. He loves he so admires much. him so much it's okay, like Rich- watching it's like watching eight millimeter <laughs> dude okay With i will admit. strange noises and yeah please richard please yeah. explain your your uh, critique us about Ilya dragonoff <laughs> i think i think Ilya dragonoff his entering work is up to par with someone like finn balor yeah, yeah. But what spoils him for me is all of his uh, grunting and the weird noises he makes during the match and his body it's language like, it's all just overacting for me <laughs> yeah yeah and i will admit like, so once it's you too much it's once like you... Mar- it's like it's like it, how morrow does commentary that's what he's like <laughs> making noises in the ring i, I will Bullseye. admit so what happened was i was watching it yesterday and i had tommy come in my room to watch the main event with me yeah and I will admit, Richard, you got in my head. That's all I was hearing. <laughs> was I yeah. was every time he came in the ring, he was like, <gasps> "Sounds <gasps> like he was like he was trying to he was giving a baby." Yeah, I mean, it, just kind of it was it like childbirth. Like a very, it sounded like a very violent porno. 
Yeah, like he was moaning. Not like really, I know what that sounds like, but. but he was moaning really loud. He was screaming. Yeah. Oh, these facial reactions, like super over the top. I'm like, chill out, dude. Relax. So yeah, I, but, but that's all it is. But he is great in the ring. Yeah, yeah. It's like tone it down a bit, man. You got everything else. So I will admit, it did kind of throw me away or take me out a little bit because I'm like, like chill out, man. I can't, I can't focus on your ring ring work because you're making too much noise but i was surprised though that they got the victory over walter and wolf um wolf was taken out and then uh dragging off tommy he does his like little spinner slash uh like uh what's the term um, a bomb like a uh it's like an atomic kind of uh, it's almost like, a, like he spins and spears the person right the time and but so, it's all in his knee yeah. yeah and so he defeated walter and so that obviously tommy as you said adds a little more fuel to the fire for their matchup in a couple weeks right right so uh tommy gave an early prediction that you think walter is gonna win right oh yeah absolutely so i yeah i think dragon off is not he this is dragon off's one pin over walter yeah for 2020 and walter's gonna it, cream him. here's the thing about walter defending the belt too you have to keep in mind he's got to keep the belt until you he's got an opponent you know that can beat walter more than once yes like and dragon of might be able to get a win over walter once but he's mm-hmm. not going to get him twice yeah absolutely yeah, right so it's gonna be interesting to see uh their matchup in a couple weeks i know they oh, have i history. can't wait yeah, it's going to be really good. I mean, NXT UK, they've been winning me over for the last month. Uh, last but not least, so SmackDown is power through to. So this is the f- season premiere of Friday Night SmackDown this week, and it's the first episode post-draft for them. So uh, some of the new faces showed up there. We saw Triple H, Stephanie McMahon in the ring, introducing everyone on the stage. I, I thought the segment was a tad cheesy. Right. I don't know, Richard, what you think. I mean, their their, their job was just to introduce everyone. So if you're tuning in, for the first time or in a long time for SmackDown at someone at home, I think their job was more or less just like, here's our new roster currently. And here are all the new faces that you should care about moving forward. It, That's it, all I interpreted. It felt, yeah. It felt like something Fox wanted them to do. That's what I, I interpreted. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So they haven't, they haven't done that before. So yeah. I, I'm guessing that's Fox wanting people that might be changing the channels to see all of these people. And mm-hmm. Oh, Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, they've been doing a lot of publicity for the season premiere. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sure they expect a lot of eyeball. I know it was a, bit, it was a good ratings uh, night for them as well. So hopefully, yeah, moving forward, a lot of the, the new faces they saw are going to have people to keep coming back and tuning in. So um, we saw Lars Sullivan take on Jeff Hardy or excuse me, the, the freak, freak. <laughs> Jeff Hardy. Richard, I don't know if you noticed. They said the freak, I think, like over 20 times yeah. in that seven minute match. Like it was insane. They between Michael Coles and Graves, they said the freak so many times. I know Triple H called him Super Freak, Rick James, you know, whatever. But <laughs> it was crazy how many times they said the freak. So I don't know if Vince or someone's in their ear saying, keep saying the freak, the freak, the freak. But it was like they called him that so much. It was laughable. Like how many times they kept calling him the freak. I don't know what the deal was, if they're really trying to set him up at this monster. Um, it was. You just gotta say it like once or twice. Like exactly. I'm with. I'm with you. I, I I noticed it too. But I mean, part of that too is that his his some of what his moves have freak in it. So yeah, 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 yeah. Well, um, uh, I was just gonna say. Uh, so he gets a victory over Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy on his way out, going back to Raw. So this Jeff Hardy, he's such a veteran. He's a world champion. Everything. He's such a decorated 
WWE superstar. So for Lars Sullivan's sake, this is a big win for him. And for Jeff, he can totally take this loss and go over the raw and, you know, do whatever he does over there. So for well, this what, is more what, just what establishing. Do think, what yeah. do you think of the match though itself? I thought it, it, it I don't want to say it was a squash, but I mean Lars got a lot of offense and Jeff tried to get a little bit in, but Lars didn't really no sold some of it, right? Yeah. Like, well, you know, <laughs> Okay, but what did you think of it? Did was it for you? Did you like it? Did you not like it? I mean, I thought it was decent. It was okay. I mean, it, I thought it's like I said, it was just more establishing Lars as his monster, and so Jeff. He's took not a, a monster. He's a freak. A freak. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> it was cool. I mean, you know, it, it did his job of selling Lars Sullivan. That's what the story was. The freak, <laughs> Lars Sullivan. <laughs> So uh, next up was the New Day, their big farewell match. The three of them taking on Shinsuke Nakamura, Cesaro, and Sheamus. And a little bit of a, a reunion of sorts for the bar with Cesaro and Sheamus. And also, you know, it was kind of a farewell match for Sheamus because he is going to Raw as well. That's something commentators did acknowledge at some point. Um, but man, that promo before the match, God, a little bit of a tearjerker, Richard. I mean, I don't know about you. I know you're not the most emotional man that I know. Um, no, no one cares. <laughs> but I'm off you know, the screen. It was, you know, it was definitely a little emotional. You know, Tommy, I don't know about you, what you thought, but, you know, with New Day kind of expressing how much they love each other and how much their friendship means to one another and, you know, the last six plus years as a team, yeah. how important it was to them and just, when they're not with their families, they're with each other and how much they all meant to one another. So I thought it was a very special moment for That's them. That's cute. <laughs> so for the match itself, I thought it was awesome. How about you, Richard? Uh, I, I a hundred percent agree. That was, that was, uh, I mean, look, you got the new day against the bar in Nakamura. Yeah. Like yeah. what could go wrong? <laughs> yeah. 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 Totally. Tommy, what'd you think of the match up here? Oh, uh, it was a great match. There was a lot of great camaraderie in the match and a lot of it was very well coordinated. So that's all I got to say. Yeah, a lot of great spots here with everyone involved. And I mean, listen, all six of them are all just killer. So uh, that was a great send off. And then afterwards, you know, they hugged it out. New Day got the victory. And uh, yeah, I think we could talk more. We have some more time to talk about Big E. What's next for him? What's next for the New Day on Raw? So it's going to be really interesting and see how... uh, Everyone can evolve away from each other. So uh, next up was for the SmackDown Tag Championships. Street Profits taking on once again uh, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. So big week for them. They got both opportunity at the Raw and SmackDown Tag Titles this week. Uh, Street Profits got the victory here. Uh, dude, awesome matchup. So kudos to them. We keep the momentum going. Uh, Richard, I was going to ask you real quick, that video package with Bianca Belair. I loved it. Right? Holy crap. That was oh, like, so good. Like for all the time that they they've had her on TV, either on NXT or on the main roster, mm-hmm. and no one thought to make a video about the EST, like like explaining what EST is. Like she used to do it in her promos and yeah. then stopped forever. But like if you're just tuning in, you don't know what that is. Yeah. This showed you what that is, and it was amazing. Yeah, I, I loved it. And, you know, it took some of the highlights, Tommy, of her her uh, Mr. Perfect inspired vignettes and yeah. promos that we saw in Raw for the last few weeks. So mm-hmm. it was so good. And I mean, I'm calling it now. I mean, hopefully once Bailey and Sasha kind of get their whole thing figured out, situated and, and taken care of, 
I think Bianca Belair should be a champion very soon. So yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, main event time. We saw Roman Reigns taking on friend of the show, Braun Strowman. <laughs> right, Richard? Friend of the show, right? He was just on. No one cares. <laughs> so for Universal Championship. Uh, so um, this matchup, I, I was kind of, it was interesting because I thought Roman was dominating in the beginning. Braun got a little offense back and then Roman just kind of got control again and beat him with a submission. I was really surprised that Braun um, didn't get much too much offense in. I don't know. Yeah. What do you think of the main event? I, I liked it. Uh, I mean, they're building up Roman really heavy and really strong. Yeah. And I have, I have a little prediction here. I'm okay. going to assume we are going to get that match with The Rock. Okay. Mm. I think I think this is building for Roman to look strong through that, and then he's going to get vanquished by Biggie. Mm, I think yeah. that's what we're building for. Okay, so you're thinking Roman versus The Rock at WrestleMania. Roman defeats The Rock, and at that point, he's at like an ultimate high. Like He defeated everyone yeah. in the family. He's the ultimate tribal chief. Big E has become the new big baby face to defeat you, him. You've got a circle where they st- both start at the, the bottom and they're going around at different angles and then meet back up at the top. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, totally. They can build Roman more and more as the heel and then keep building Big E against all these, these uh, heels until mm. he gets the big dog. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, guys, what you just described, that's kind of what I wanted for Keith Lee and Karrion Cross a couple months ago. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't get that with the injury, and Keith Lee, I think, was on a quick course up to Raw anyway. So, um, but nonetheless, I, I I enjoy this main event here. I think Braun, you know, you know, did his best to look like a badass, and for for Roman's sake, for getting this victory over Braun Strowman, it just really solidifies Roman, this new heel persona of him, just how ba- badass he is. But the big thing was after the match. You know, Roman or excuse me, bronze laid out. Uh, Jay comes out and they confront each other. And Roman's telling Jay, like, hit Braun with the chair. And he's like, no, he turns his back. And uh, instead, he hits uh, Roman with the chair. And he's like, I love you, too. Or uh, excuse me, Roman said he loves him. But then he turns his back and, and then Jay starts hitting with the chair. And he's like, I love you, too. And it was a great moment. And so. It's God, the emotions. It's amazing just how much of this family rivalry is happening with with uh, with this whole family here. And it's just adding so much fuel to the fire for their Hell in a Cell match. So mm. I cannot wait for it. Tommy, I know about you, just the, the main event of uh, Roman just getting teched out by Jay. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I thought it was just uh, a perfect way to uh, build up the main event for Hell in a Cell. Yeah, so it, it's a lot of good stuff. So I, I thought SmackDown was a lot of fun and looking forward to what, what both Raw and SmackDown have in store this week now that we are post-draft and like these new storylines taking place. So a lot of exciting stuff to look forward to next week. All right, guys, we are running out of time, so let's go home. Mm-hmm. Richard, where can all the clicksters find you online? You can find me at Pro Wrestling 101 on Instagram and nowhere else, folks. You sure? You don't have like a secret account that we can follow or, you know, say hi to, slide to the I have DM. a personal account. I have a personal account that I'm going to make private after this. And uh, just let you guys sit there when you try to follow me. And I don't know who you are. 
you creeps. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, where can all the clicksters find you? You can always find me on Twitter and Instagram at IronFist1982. On Baby Huey, follow me on Facebook at Baby Huey Official, Twitter and Instagram at Baby Huey 83. And like I said at the top of the show, please subscribe Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Also, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Just search for In The Click. It's that simple. And on that note, let's go home. And that's the bottom line because Huey said so.